Sid Stroff, and I'm here with Daniel Becker, a candidate in the running for Mercer Island's Chamber of Commerce. He is running for ele- election to position number two. Uh, he has been living on Mercer Island for a long time, like he grew up here and then moved back, and he's coming back here with his family. Uh, so, Daniel, I'm really excited to get started. So, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. It's really good to be back in the high school. Yeah. Memories here? Yeah. <laughs> I was uh, a lot of good times here gr- growing up. <laughs> nice, nice. Okay, so let's just jump right in. So, when you look at what lies ahead for Mercer Island, what attributes do you have that make you qualified to lead the city into the future? Yeah, thank you. Um, and, and also, it's uh, it's great to, to um, thank you to the Chamber of Commerce and, and uh, for having us here and, and being able to talk about our experiences. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, I uh, on a personal note, I, I grew up on Mercer Island, and I have an extensive connection to uh, people on Mercer Island. I have a ton of relatives here. Uh, I've lived in several places on Mercer Island, and as part of my doorbelling, I've actually walked a huge number of streets on the island. So from a connection to Mercer Island, uh, I, I really feel comfortable with knowing sort of what the soul is of the city. But from a, a practical standpoint, uh, I own a company of 170 people. Uh, my business partners and I grew our company over the last 20 years. Uh, we boot- completely bootstrapped it from nothing. And uh, personally, I do technology and finance. I'm the CTO and CFO of the company. And so I have uh, rigorous financial skills and just practical knowledge about running an organization uh, that I'm, I'm confident will benefit the city council. From a skill standpoint, I mean, I'm, I'm really like a, a numbers person. And, uh, you know, the city council, there's, there's a lot of budget discussion. And so I'm confident that uh, I'm, I can jump into that and participate in, in, in all of the needs uh, relating to the budgets. Um, but more importantly, because of my business, I really look at things that are that are big picture. I think that a lot of the people on the council sort of get sucked into the into the weeds uh, and the details and topics. And the way that our city council works is that we have a city manager who's this who's the CEO really of the city, and uh, it's the council's responsibility to actually just set policies and and determine overall what residents want in a city. Right. And, and that's really my background. Like, I want to look big picture. That's, I'm, a, I'm a big picture thinker. I'm a brainstormer. I like coming up with ideas. And I think that that's a, a quality that we need. I don't think we have people with, with my, certainly not with my business experience uh, on the council. And I think we need people that are big picture and that want to spend their time trying to connect with residents. Yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. definitely, uh, that definitely, like, I think that, that sense of connection is really important to be able to lead the city. Yeah, you need to be able to, like, uh, you know, uh, you, uh, I'm sort of going off track a little bit, but um, you talked a little bit about, you know, like knowing like the soul of the city. So I, I'm just curious, and I bet the Mercer Island residents are also curious. Uh, what do you feel is like, you know, that soul, like that vibe that you get from the city from like walking around? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, that that's one of the big things that I think when I first started this, it's like, what makes Mercer Island special? And uh, people talk about... You know, is it the types of buildings that we have, or is it the way the town center is, is, or is it a, or is it that we're a bedroom community? But what I've determined is that what people want is a really a small community feel. Like we all chose to live in a major metro region, but in a small city. We mm-hmm. don't want to be like Seattle. We don't want to be like Bellevue. We want to have a small community with a community feeling where you know your neighbors and you know i joke about seeing people at qfc all the time like that doesn't (laughs) happen in bigger cities like we we need to preserve this small town community feel 
Oh my god, yeah, I, that, that's actually really accurate. I really enjoy like seeing like, oh my god, wait, I didn't know you were at QFC too. Wait, <laughs> oh my god, yeah, and like I've seen like my teachers sometimes here too. So it's uh, I find that really funny. Anyways, so moving on, uh, what is your <clears throat> ideal Mercer Island of the future, and what would you do now to make that happen? Yeah, so um, I mean, first I would clarify that by saying that you know this isn't about me creating a city in my image, like running right. for city council, my job would be to represent residents and what residents want. And that's why I spent so much time trying to figure out what residents want. Cause I don't want to, to put my image on, on everyone else. Having said that, um, I want to preserve a community, the community feeling. I, I want to keep this a small city, um, but at the same time, I want a high quality city. I think that um, we should be leaders. I think that we we have we have such a special city and so many um, successful people in our city that I'd like to see us focus more on how we can make the city a better place to live. And you know, I get a lot of that from my business experience. We spend a lot of time trying to figure out how to make our business better. And uh, to me, that's what. I like talking about in the city. I, I don't want to talk about how to, um, you know, manage uh, sort of, I mean, we, we have to manage that w within our budgets and when we have to manage within the, the budget constraints that we have, but I, I'd like to try to come up with ideas from residents about with the within the constraints, how do we keep really making things better? Um, so I'd like to see most, you know, more community events. You know, it was really sad to see things like summer celebration cut because I oh, like that yeah. and I like the farmer's market. And I'd like to see just more more stuff going on to support the community. Um, and then in particular in the um, in the town center um, and things that I think that we can do to actually make that happen. I think there's a lot of stuff that we can do to encourage retail in the city. Um, I know that's like a big thing that a lot of people want is people want more restaurants, people want more shops. And, and I've got a, a lot of ideas like to the question of how do we make that happen now? I think there's there's changes we can make to the zoning code to, for new buildings that come in to make that better, and also um, just encouraging immediately more um, more restaurants coming. I'd, I'd love to see more food trucks um, in the city. Um, there's places that they can't go because the city council doesn't allow it, and I, I would like to change that and, and immediately change that. Um, but then also just our overall our town center vision, I'd like to see updated and make sure that the town center is more walkable and is somewhere that you can go and actually like that could be a community center uh, rather than something right now. It's just incredibly utilitarian. And um, I think the town center could be better. Yeah, that's that's, that's <clears throat> definitely true. I, I definitely like how you like touched on that retail thing, because that's definitely something that's like suffered in the pandemic. Right. And uh, we also and then definitely like representing the people it's this is like their society that you're representing and i definitely love how you're like yeah i want to i want to i want to look at what uh, i want to look at what they want and lead and be a leader into the future like that and yeah i think that was definitely super cool um so i think this is something that lots of people are wondering about so as many of, as many of you have heard the light rail station on mercer island is scheduled to go into operation in 2023 so what should the city be doing now to address anticipated changes this will bring into our community, if any? Yeah, I mean, we definitely need to be doing things uh, in lots of in lots of ways. Um, you know, the light rail is is polarizing in the city. I mean, <laughs> yeah. there's there's it's been it's been interesting. Uh, I mean, there's people that feel very strongly that they don't want it. And there's they very, feel very strongly that they do want it. Um, but regardless of your opinion, the light rail is coming. 
and we need to be planning for that. I mean, I think that in terms of planning, what you have are negative effects that we need to manage, and then there's positive effects that we need to try to take advantage of. Right. And I feel like we've done a reasonable job of planning for the negative effects. The city's hired some additional police officers um, or are continuing to hire uh, additional police officers to try to manage potential crime. Um, Public safety is obviously a huge concern for residents, and I think that we need to be prepared uh, to do what it takes in order to try to make sure that our residents are, are safe. I mean, it, without safety, uh, we really don't, um, We like, nothing else really matters unless we, we, we live in a safe community, and we need to make sure that we manage that. Um, I think that the buses situation at the light rail is like a, is a risk. Uh, you know, we're, the city is currently in a lawsuit over that, trying to enforce sound transit. Um, keeping the buses, uh, just really sticking to the agreement that we made with Sound Transit in 2017. Um, right. And I think we need to make sure, we need to try to hold Sound Transit accountable in that regard. Um, so another sort of risk is, um, I don't know, this isn't talked about much, but you know, the, with, there's gonna be pedestrians on the north side of North Mercer, which is also a bike path. And I think that is gonna be problematic, trying to mix a lot of pedestrians that are getting going to and from the light rail and the buses and the park and the park and ride. Yeah, mixing them with with pedestrians. I, somehow that's got to get managed. Um, we're not. That's not. That's something that we're not planning for right now. I don't feel like. Perhaps it's in the uh, in the lawsuit, which um, you know is an, an executive session with the council, so so residents aren't aware of what the discussion is. But I'd like to see that happen. Um, but then we have the positives, and I think that's this is rarely where we're falling short. Um, you know, I've, a number of people in the city don't seem to want to take the light rail, but uh, I know a lot of people do, and it's a problem of how we're actually going to use it. How are you going to get to the light rail? Park and ride is going to fill up so early, and we need to um, we need to facilitate that. I think whether it's you know not that we're people want to take a huge number of buses during COVID, but presumably the pandemic will end at some point, and we should be planning for it. And I know for the fact that the city is really not um, the metro one of the metro lines is going to get started, but it's going to run some, something like every forty five minutes, and you know it's just not enough. The metro the, the buses would need to run every like. Pretty much every, they'd have to run every 15 minutes. I'd like yeah. to see GPS so it tells you where the bus is. And you can look on your phone and see how far away the the, the bus is so that you can leave your house at the right time. Because if you miss the bus by two minutes and it's going to come 45 minutes later, you're going home and you're and you're uh, you're going to drive your car. So I think that's something that we definitely need to be looking at. Or, you know, are, is there additional park and ride? Or, or, you know, do we do Uber and Lyft, like can do subsidized rides? that are on demand. So something like that for how we're going to get people to the light rail. Uh, we also need to incorporate the town center vision. Um, this was created in 2016. There's only one passing reference to the light rail in the entire thing. And we really need to incorporate the town center vision into that um, at a minimum so that residents who live in the town center could actually walk there. It will allow them to reduce the number of cars they have, which will reduce the traffic for those of us who are driving to the town center. It will help with climate change, with reducing pollution if they, they have some fewer cars. So, I mean, at a minimum, we, we need to be preparing for that. Thank you for interviewing with uh, us today. I'm really sure both the 88.9, the Bridge community, and the Mercer Island community are really going to appreciate having you here today. And yeah, so thank you so much for listening to KMIH Mercer Island. Uh, tune in later for more inter interviews with the Mercer Island Chamber of Commerce candidates. Thank you. This has been Sid Sproff here at 88.9, the Bridge.